Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us for a very special women's wellness chat on hormones, sexual health, and weight loss. We are so excited for a candid chat about topics and health concerns many women are experiencing but don't always talk about. My name is Britt with Form Health, the first nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers of which Lifestream Health Center and MedSpa is a part of. Um, for those of you not familiar, Form Health goes beyond traditional healthcare by combining functional and integrative medicine with advanced treatments and technology, data analytics, and collaborative relationships to offer our patients personalized and transformative results. Our patients have exclusive access to breakthrough treatments, results-driven wellness programs, health content, and a team of experts to partner with you on your journey to a healthy and vibrant life. To learn more, please visit us at forumhealth.com. Now here to answer all of your burning questions are two of Lifestream's leading experts in women's health. First is Susan Harris, board certified family nurse practitioner who combines the very best of Western science with a broader understanding of the nature of illness, healing and wellness. She specializes in regenerative medicine, sexual wellness, bioidentical hormones, peptide therapies and much, much more. And a very special welcome to the newest member of the Livestream team, Ebony Jenkins. She is a board certified family nurse practitioner and a certified functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner specializing in preventative medicine, nutrition, hormone balance, sexual wellness, physical well-being, and regenerative medicine. Thank you so much, ladies. Um, welcome. We really appreciate uh, you speaking with us tonight. So we have a lot of interesting and important topics to cover in this hour. And at the end of the chat, we'll open up the forum to questions from the audience. If you have a question at any time for our panelists, simply send us a message using the Q&A function at the bottom of your Zoom dashboard. Okay, so let's dive in and get started. We're gonna kick things off with hormones. While they play a critical role in overall health, Hormones can either create incredible balance or complete chaos in our bodies. It's estimated that close to 80% of women in the U.S. suffer from some kind of hormonal imbalance, which of course can lead to various health conditions. So Susan, we'll start with you first. What are the top signs you would say a woman should look for that would indicate a hormone imbalance? You know, probably the number one thing that I hear is that I can't sleep anymore. Uh, sleep is a huge issue um, when your progesterone levels start to kind of tank. Hot flashes, night sweats, um, good old vaginal dryness. You know, it's just not like it used to be. And then I'm just so exhausted. Just you don't have your, your mojo, as you would call it. You're just tired. You've got brain fog. Um, you know, you keep working out and you don't have the ability to build muscle mass anymore. Um, that's usually the first signs that we hear. And, and around what age do women start to experience all of those symptoms, would you say? What's the, the age range? Because I know it's different well, age, for every woman. It's different for everyone. I mean, I had a patient today who was 32 mm -hmm. that unfortunately had complications uh, in her gynecological background that she was already in menopause and really, really struggling. 
But the typical age we probably see is more like 46 to 52-ish, somewhere in there. Okay. And when it starts. And then, Ebony, how do hormones become imbalanced? Um, you know, what are women maybe not realizing that they're doing? And, and how can women correct that imbalance? I wasn't able to hear the beginning of your question. Oh, no problem. We were just talking with um, with hormones. How do how do hormones become imbalanced? I know there's there's a lot of different ways probably that maybe women aren't aware of. Um, and then what can women do to really correct that balance? Right. So the root causes of hormonal imbalances in many women, honestly, they kind of lie within the fundamental lifestyle factors that we focus on in fun functional medicine. Some of the most common things would be, are you getting enough sleep? Are you dealing with high levels of stress, whether it be physical stressors or emotional stressors? Um, also, we see a lot of times um, environmental toxins or infections and things like that that can cause imbalances in women's hormones. Um, the first thing that we would need to do to restore the balance many times would be identify which areas we're having problems with, take steps to try to correct those by decreasing our stress levels, um, improving our levels of sleep, reading our, our bodies of those toxins or infections. And then um, as we work on those things, of course, we can support the body with things like bioidentical hormone replacements, um, supplemental and herbal remedies that can help as well. Great. You know, you, you touched upon... Um, I'm unable to hear you. Oh, no. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Um, I know you touched upon bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. Susan, can you... Talk to our audience about that for maybe people, women who aren't familiar with that treatment. What is it? How does it work? Um, and, and, and who really uh, is a candidate for, for this treatment? Yeah, really, it kind of depends on the, you know, the stage of life that you're in. I mean, I have teenage girls who are having super heavy, you know, painful menstrual cramps that don't necessarily want to go on birth control pills but they're missing school, you know, they're in bed, they're miserable, they hate their period. And so even at that age, uh, oftentimes we optimize their hormones by balancing out that estrogen dominance that often causes the bleeding and the cramping. And, you know, we do that with either progesterone or a lot of times we use um, chaseberry, which is an herbal thing that also helps balance that out. Magnesium, the, the uterus is a muscle. So magnesium is often very helpful to just help with the cramping, um, you know, just basic nutritional things. And then it kind of progresses on through the woman's, you know, lifespan, you know, when you're childbearing, sometimes you need hormones to keep a pregnancy alive and active. Um, you know, a lot of women miscarry when their progesterone levels aren't optimized in that first trimester and they often miss it because nobody's usually checking their hormones. Um, and then once you get into the perimenopausal range, you know, the sleep, issues kick in. Um, most women, we start on progesterone and then once the libido goes, you know, it's like for your sanity, basically. 
I also see a lot of people who just like the anti-aging approach. Um, you know, there are a lot of studies that prove osteoporosis, heart disease, uh, just looking good and feeling good on the inside and the outside. I often get the question, you know, well, are these safe and are they okay? And, um, you know, if you look at women as a whole, I feel like a broken record saying this all the time, but, you know, women worry about breast cancer. Well, the number one killer of women is still heart disease. And so osteoporosis, heart disease, all of those things are just risks and aging processes that occur after we have no hormones left. So are there risks of breast cancer? I mean, we, we optimize um, through bioidentical hormones the majority of the time, unless the patient just, you know, doesn't have the ability to do that or want to do that. Um, so those fit the receptor sites the same as all the hormones that we've been producing throughout our life cycle. One thing that I've just, you know, noticed and learned throughout, you know, every now and then we'll check a patient's hormones that happens to be pregnant. And it's fascinating to me when we're doing hormone optimization in menopause, we target about 50 um, as the optimal level to decrease all of the symptoms that we've discussed. But when you're pregnant, the first trimester, your hormone, especially your estrogen level starts at about 150 and goes to about 1500. And then at the third trimester, a woman's estrogen, estrogen levels can be up to 30,000. So I find that just amazing that our bodies do that and they, they need that estrogen and they need all those hormones to support that pregnancy for our skeletal system to, you know, hold all that extra weight. We all did, you know, the childbirth classes with our husbands back in the day, and they got to wear that big old belly, you know, and carry that 40 pounds around. And it's a lot of extra weight if you think about that. So that is why our, our bodies adapt throughout our life cycle to, you know, generate our own natural hormones and 30,000 just, it blew me away the first time I saw that on a lab. I'm like, this must be a lab error. Cause like, there must be something wrong. <laughs> yeah. must be something wrong. And of course she was like 40 weeks pregnant, but I, I could not believe that the levels really actually got that high. So that's, you know, increased my confidence in bioidentical hormones with women in menopause that are worried about those risks. It's like, it's a little bitty. It's like you're a day or two pregnant or a week. You know, it's just a teeny tiny amount that helps suppress those symptoms. So I think it's the risk benefit, you know, you have to consider. Absolutely. So what are the symptoms really affect a woman's daily life and the quality of their life? Um, you know, you mentioned uh, menopause a little bit. Can you, can you help our audience understand why women need hormones before, during, and really after menopause? Well, like I just kind of mentioned before, um, you know, typically it's the sleep that sets in during, it's usually more the hot flashes, you know, sometimes people are having 50 hot flashes a day. It's, they're waking up in, you know, pools of sweat and having to change their sheets in the middle of the night. And then post-menopause, you know, it's more just personal preference. Um, you know, a lot of women today, they're working late into their 60s, 70s taking care of aging parents, um, you know, helping with grandkids, working, they need that brain function and they need to be on their game to do what they need to do to accomplish in life. There's not many women these days that sit, sit on the front porch and, you know, in the rocking chairs and drink sweet tea. They, not, not many. <laughs> we're busy and working and, you know, wearing all the hats, so. 
course, juggling many plates. Right. Um, you know, I know that in the past, a lot of people have had questions about pellet therapy in particular, hormone pellet therapy, and um, how that works. Is uh, is it painful? How long it lasts? Um, can you help our, our audience maybe understand a little bit more about that particular treatment? Yeah, so, you know, pellet therapy, um, when I first started doing bioidentical hormones, I had seen a few train wrecks with patients who had pellet therapies and they were kind of overdosed. They were having male pattern balding and crazy cystic acne. And I was like, oh, I don't really want anything to do with that. But as I kind of progressed throughout, you know, my journey of understanding hormones and taking care of women, I found a good balance. You know, I think there is a fine line of, being optimal, but not being overdosed. Now there are a few out there that really, really like their pellets and they like them high and they do great. They love it. Um, but most women, you know, we just want you to be enough where your symptoms are decreased. Uh, you get the benefit of the brain function, the your husband will appreciate the libido and, um, but you're not getting all the side effects, but I really think it's an individual approach you know, some women that aren't good methylators or have hard time um, detoxifying their hormones. Sometimes we have to use different tools to keep their bodies churning those hormones and metabolizing those out so they don't get the side effects. That makes sense. That makes sense. So we really try to customize our patients. You know, pellets are one and done. It's easy. Um, not everyone likes to do sub-Q injections or mess with creams. You know, I, the younger patient that I talked about earlier, um, she had two little kids at home. So she had come in on transdermal hormones. One of the kids still crawls into bed with her at night. I'm like, you don't really want those hormones right. with your kids in the bed and with your puppy in the bed. So, you know, we had to optimize hers in a different way. That makes sense. So. That makes sense. Um, Ebony, I'm not sure if you can hear me or not. Um, but this question is open to you as well. How would a woman know for sure that she's a candidate for hormone therapy? How would she, what would be those telltale signs that she should look for? So she says, yes, I need to call Livestream and book an appointment. Um, what would you say that is? And Ebony, you're, you're welcome to take that. Yeah, so for the most part, if a woman is, experiencing any of those symptoms that um, Susan just kind of listed for us, I'd say it would be worthwhile to just schedule an evaluation and an appointment. We would um, not only listen to what the symptomology is that they've been experiencing, but also consider their personal health history and the things that they've tried in the past things that have worked for them, haven't worked for them. And that's how we would definitely 100% be able to let them know whether or not they would be a good count, candidate for pellet or any, any type of bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. That's great. So that could be frustrating a lot of times when you have a lot of these symptoms and they're all coming at once, you're trying to balance life. Um, it's difficult to figure out. And like you said, you try a lot of things and they don't always work very well. So um. the other thing too, is we offer a comprehensive wellness lab panel that checks all your hormone levels, uh, checks your thyroid. It checks for inflammation markers, 
checks some nutritional markers, uh, checks to see if you are still ovulating. And so to me, that kind of helps put the pieces of the puzzle together. We don't only look at your symptoms, but we also look at your labs and then we kind of piece all that together and customize that based on your specific lab values. Um, you know, we offer the hormone metabolite, the urine test, the saliva test, and through blood. We typically do blood because that's, that's what gets covered with by most insurance companies. But um, yeah, I think looking at that bigger picture of through the labs and the, the puzzle pieces, how they fit together. And we don't just treat you, treat the numbers. We, you know, we want you to be optimal too. You know, that's one thing that I, like I talked about earlier, sometimes they over-optimize you. Uh, and everybody's sweet spot's a little bit different. So. That's great. Thank you so much, ladies. And like I said, if you have questions um, regarding hormones, just put them into the Q&A now. We'll get to them at the end um, of the class tonight. All right. So moving on to a somewhat related topic, a little bit more exciting topic is sexual wellness and really getting that libido back. Many women, um, Susan, as you mentioned, particularly as you age, can experience vaginal discomfort, dryness, uh, loss of sexual desire, making intimacy more of a chore rather than something pleasurable. Um, but I hear that you're here to tell us it doesn't have to be that way. So um, Ebony, I'll start off with you. Why do women typically experience vaginal discomfort, irritation, burning, um, you know, painful intercourse? What are the reasons for that? Yeah. So there are several reasons, actually. One of the most obvious, but something that we don't see quite as often would be like physical trauma to the vaginal area. Um, but more commonly, we run into like the, the hormonal imbalances, especially the low estrogen levels that Susan spoke about um, can cause a lot of the dryness uh, pretty, pretty commonly for a lot of women. And then uh, other options or possibilities, I should say, would be possible inflammation or infections to the tissues within the vagina. And the next big thing would be problems with dysfunction or changes of the muscle or the lining within the, the pelvic walls, especially as we age. Okay, um, that's great to know. and. Susan, knowing that, you know, women are dealing with all these different symptoms and changes, what treatments does LifeStream offer that are available for vaginal discomfort? Yeah, so we, we have several different things that we use. Um, one thing that we've been doing recently that has been very eye-opening, even to me, is um, we offer a new way of culturing the vaginal canal and your urine if you have chronic urinary tract infections. There's a lot of women, there's more than we, I think, even realize that have chronic um, interstitial cystitis or vulvodynia or just have pain in that area all the time. And it is a huge, you know, we all get a yeast infection and have a little itchiness and it drives us crazy. But these women are truly, truly, truly suffering. And so probably in the last six months or so, I've started offering a different type of testing. It's called, it's through a lab called Microgen, but they take that traditional culture that we send, you know, to the lab, they put it in a Petri dish, see what grows out to the whole nother level. And this uh, new way of testing is actually looking at the genetic structure of the pathogens. So it's called next generation sequencing. 
And they've so far uncovered about 6,000 different pathogenic pathogens. And it's really been amazing to me to, I can't even pronounce half of these bugs that they uncover. And the number of pathogens that are present in a woman's urine or her vaginal canal, it is mind boggling to me. And so what we're uncovering through that process is that oftentimes they have a biofilm, which is kind of like a layer of saran wrap that has lined that uh, either the vaginal canal or the, um, I want to say uterine wall, but more that like the bladder wall, it's like a same saran wrap layer. So antibiotics and things can't even penetrate through that level that layer anymore. So we have to put them on um, different herbal, um, like proteolytic enzymes and different things to help break down those biofilms. There's genetic testing that we can do to see, you know, if they're more likely to have these biofilm issues. And then we can target the treatment through either um, like bladder insufflations or, you know, customized compound and medications that can help with the symptoms. So that's something we hear a lot about that we really didn't have a good resource for. So I'm really excited about that because it's, I'm learning a lot digging into these new lab reports. The other thing too, is we have a CO2 vaginal rejuvenation laser called the Mona Lisa touch. When you go through menopause, all your estrogen, you know, we start aging on the outside, but we're also aging in the inside. So that estrogen, when that starts tanking the collagen and the glycogen and all those things that keep the mattress rolling, you know, to help with urinary incontinence, um, you know, whether it's mild to moderate, not severe that needs surgery, but the mild to moderate cases, chronic urinary tract infections. I mean, it keeps the mattress plump to keep those pathogens from going, you know, into the bladder, um, you know, painful intercourse. It's a non-hormonal treatment. So for women that have had breast cancer that don't feel comfortable uh, or are not candidates for bioidentical hormones, it's a great option to give them their life back. You know, I just, the patients that go through that journey, especially when you're really young, you know, they lose their hair, they lose their boobs, and then nobody ever talks about the sexual dysfunction that's to come because they basically go through chemical menopause. So that was really my motivation for even bringing in the Mona Lisa several years ago was to have an option for those women. And it's been life-changing. I mean, I would say probably, 90% satisfaction rate from our patients, the feedback that we get. And it is three treatments. Uh, it's not really painful at all. It feels like any other laser treatment you would get on your face. It's like a big old you know, rubber band popping sort of thing. Uh, on the outside, the inside, you don't really have a lot of nerve endings. So you don't really feel a lot, but it's been really life-changing. So the treatment protocol is three treatments, six weeks apart. And then you may need another touch-up every 12 to 14 months. So it lasts pretty, pretty long. The other thing too, that we are, um, you know, we can target hormone replacement therapy in that area, a little bitty baby dose of estrogen, testosterone, DHEA. I mean, there's different little protocols that we can target. Uh, I often tell patients to use that as a trial because if it helps with their symptoms, then you know, the, the laser is going to help before they make that big investment. And then the other thing too, that um, a lot of people, you know, are hesitant to try the the O-shot or the whatever you want to call it. But that is something that definitely helps to revitalize that tissue as well. And that is typically uh, from your own platelet-rich plasma that we draw your blood, spin it down. It actually looks like liquid gold. And then we can inject, inject that into the vaginal canal and into the clitoris to help revitalize that tissue. 
just like we would do in a joint or anything else to help with the, you know, the sexual function. And That's um, amazing. And how long is that typically last for? The um, o, o shot. The o shot. You know, it really. I mean, most women get at least six months to a year effect from that, if not longer. It really just depends on where they're at in their journey. You know, obviously, the longer you wait to regenerate the tissue, you know, the aging process and gravity is still going to take its toll. But fortunately, right? <laughs> we can only fight it so much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of that's a lot of very effective treatments to get back your sexual health. Um, you know, fight any type of vaginal discomfort. They're big life changing things for people, affecting your quality of life. Um, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. And if you have any questions about what we just talked about, please chat them to me in the Q&A and we'll uh, answer them after class. Um, so rounding out our wellness talk tonight, we're now going to talk about weight loss, um, which is a sore point for many people. Um, so we're gonna talk about effective ways to lose weight and more importantly, ways to actually maintain those results. Um, so Susan, I'm gonna jump back to you. Tell us why you feel like a lot of weight loss programs just don't seem to work for patients. What is it that's missing? You know, I really think, um, I mean, everybody wants to lose weight. We all have, you know, even if it's just five or 10 pounds, everybody's got, especially after this crazy pandemic, we've been in the pandemic pounds. So our stress levels have been high. You know, you've had kids at home or Zoom fatigue, as we all call it. And so we all have packed on more weight because we are sitting, we're at home, we're munching, we're stressed. So hormone levels uh, from the adrenal gland, the DHEA, cortisol, all of those things are kind of out of control because we are in this fight or flight mode in our brain, not necessarily physically, but that can cause dysfunction and where our bodies go into this survival mode of storing. So I tell people all the time, I mean, we have patients come in and they're like, okay, I want to start weight loss today. I want to get this 20 pounds off. And I'm like, okay, but we're just going to be taking your money. If you, we make sure that your labs are optimal and we do it the right way. So once again, in our comprehensive wellness panel, we check thyroid function, we check in inflammation markers, the high sensitive C-reactive protein. Um, we check the TSH, the free T3, the free T4. We check for thyroid antibodies. Do you have an autoimmune condition going on? Um, we check adrenal function, hormones. So all of those things play a role. If your body is not working efficiently and you have inflammation, it's fighting another war. So you are never going to be able to lose weight, no matter what diet or what exercise program you do, it's just not going to work. So we prefer to, to optimize those buckets, you know, whatever bucket you have that is suboptimal. If your B12 is low, uh, if your thyroid is not optimal levels, if your DHEA is low or high. Um, so those are a lot of things that we do to make sure you are a good candidate before you start, because your body has to be ready. Also, uh, just even detoxing. I mean, we've had several women lately who are training for the crazy bodybuilding competitions. So they are very, very in tune to their macros and their you know muscle function. They're working out every day. They have these crazy coaches and they, I mean, literally tell them what they can eat. And they've just been stuck. 
And so much so they didn't even know if they're gonna be able to compete. But we've put several of those patients on our GDRX, our new detox program. When we do uncover a thyroid dysfunction or inflammation markers, and that kind of includes the elimination diet, which eliminates inflammatory foods, gluten, dairy, sugar, corn, soy. And that helps jumpstart that detox process so your body can lose the weight. Your body's prepared. It's prepared to do that, right? Which I think a lot of people miss that Mm -hmm. when they just try to eat well and exercise. It's much more than that, obviously. There's more going on in your body. We have complex systems. Um, That's wonderful information to know. Um, I know that Livestream just started offering a brand new weight loss program called MoxieFit. And I know it's helped a lot of your patients really get incredible results. Um, For people who are not familiar, either Ebony or or Susan, if you could tell us what is MoxieFit? How does it work? How is this different from other things that are out there? Right. So, you know, we really try to meet our patients where they are. Um, And that's why, you know, I've had some pushback going, you know, MoxieFit's got gluten in it, or it has, you know, processed substances in it, but not everybody can eat clean 100% of the time. So the MoxieFit program is a ketogenic diet. So it gets you into ketosis where you are in that fat burning mode. It's super easy. There's a lot of yummy grab and go kind of sweet, salty, crunchy, even pancakes that are protein based that (laughs) are really pretty yummy. I mean, I have teenagers and my teenagers like to eat the MoxieFit snack bars because if teenagers like it, then you know, it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be good. Then. Yeah. There's customizable protocols. We even have a protocol for um, like lactating moms, you know, who haven't really got to their postpartum weight loss goals, but you're still nursing a baby and, you know, you don't want to affect that, the, the baby, the milk production and all that. So we have custom pros- protocols for that. If you are a hardcore person who wants to work out, oftentimes, sometimes if you're working out so much, it's hard to get you into ketosis and keep you into ketosis and your adrenals are crazy. So there's protocols for that, um, for pre-diabetes, diabetic patients, and it's just, it's sustainable. You know, you, we've had patients who've lost over hundred pounds because you can do it. So, you know, some of the other programs are a little more restrictive and, if you're not used to dieting, if you've been driving through McDonald's every day or Chick-fil-A or, you know, all the fast food and eating processed foods, then this is a program that is sustainable and doable for those patients. So we try to just kind of customize things to kind of meet them where they're at. I like that. I think that's um, what people need and are looking for ultimately. Um, beside MoxieFit, I also wanted to talk about another program you offer called the HCG diet. Um, can you tell us what that is and how that's different maybe from MoxieFit and, or, you know, some other different weight loss programs? Yeah. Once again, with HCG, I first, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the craziest diet ever. There's no way (laughs) this is going to work. Um, but it's been around forever and actually, um, you know, when I first did the HCG diet, I was blown away at the effects. So HCG is actually the pregnancy hormone. So when you get pregnant, when you're about, you know, a week pregnant is about the level of the HCG hormone that we give you. And some 
a medical doctor in Africa years ago was observing all these African women who were malnourished and, you know, having these nine pound babies. And he couldn't figure out like, how are they growing these huge babies when they're so malnourished themselves? And what he discovered was that when that HCG is on board, it triggers the mom's fat stores to be released and it goes to grow the baby. So it makes total sense. You know, you go on kind of a paleo diet, you eat lean protein, chicken, turkey, most fish, uh, not high fat fish like salmon, but shrimp, you know, tilapia, all of those low, um, low fat, but high protein fish, low fat beef. You can do tofu, a certain number of egg whites to get your protein in. And then you eat veggies, certain vegetables, um, and then a couple fruits. You can do like little uh, tangerines, grapefruits, um, apples, those sorts of things. So, you know, it is a lower calorie diet, but people say, well, I could lose weight if I did that anyway. Well, try it. It's not going to work. It's yeah. It's not as easy as you think. (laughs) Yeah. It's what triggers. So you actually are living off of about 2,300 calories of your fat stores every day. That's getting released when you are utilizing the hormone. And then you just keep eating to sustain that. So your body doesn't go into starvation mode. So, you know, we're always trying to bring in, we've got some new, um, we're calling them our LS drops, but they are made from African mango to help assist with some of the, um, you know, the weight loss journey, even just using like the DO detox from the detox program to keep that liver functioning, um, release zymes when you can't poop anymore. You know, so we're always trying to customize that for each individual patient with different supplements and protocols and coaching them through that. Which is great because a lot of times I'm sure when people come in, they have no idea what they really want or need. They just know they want to feel better right. or look better or, you know, be healthier. So um, I think that's very encouraging. I think they're both wonderful options. Um, not only for, you know, losing weight, but, you know, hormones goes hand in hand with that. And of course your sexual wellness goes hand in hand with all of that. Um, So ladies, thank you so much just for that insight. There are three main huge topics that most of us don't ever want to talk about. Um, So now we're going to open up the class to questions from our audience. Again, if you have a question, just go down to the bottom of your Zoom screen. There's a Q&A section. Um, be happy to answer them. So we have somebody who just wrote in. She said, what if I'm experiencing a lack of sex drive and dryness slash pain as a 21-year-old with my husband? You know, that is something that unfortunately we do see a lot. Um, Not a ton, but more than you would expect. And there could be a number of reasons. Um, You know, if you haven't had sex with a lot of different partners, then, you know, there may be different size issues. Um, your tissue may not be, you know, stretched and, you know, able to be penetrated from that partner in particular. So there are a lot of different things you can do. We also um, work with some pelvic floor physical therapists in the area that are amazing at looking at pelvic floor structure. Uh, sometimes they need a little bit of hormones. Um, to kind of get those buckets turning or doing, you know, we can kind of coach them 
with some um, perineal stretches and different things that you can do to help get that area more um, penetratable, if that's a word. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, let's see. I have another question that just came in. I am experiencing burning and pain during intercourse and have bought lubricant to help to try to help with this area. I have a history of bladder infections and kidney problems. I am nervous that any lube down there will just hold bacteria. Is there a better lubricant to use? Is there something else I can use altogether? There's a lot of different lubricants on the market. Uh, Honestly, what I would say for that particular situation is come do a microgen test because there's obviously something going on. You may have a biofilm in there or some other, you know, pathogen that's causing that dysfunction, uh, especially if you get the chronic bladder issues following intercourse, uh, it's painful. It's probably just a vicious cycle. The lab that we do actually even uh, can test a partner's semen. And to see if there's something going back and forth, you know, that just keeps getting retransmitted after treatment. So, but you know, we have had success with hormone optimization in that area to help with the lubrication. And women ask too, you know, well, is this going to hurt my husband? Men have testosterone, men have estrogen. So the amounts that women are using in that area are so minute that there there's not going to be an effect on the male partners for sure. Yep. Let's see, another one just came in. Um, I'm in several menopause groups on Facebook and many of the women are using estrogen injections. Have you had success with injections at your practice? Um, are there any negatives to estrogen injections that you've seen? Actually, we have a lot of patients that do estrogen injections. Uh, it's a little subcute, it's a little bitty insulin needle. Um, we often combine the testosterone and the estrogen together. We work with a couple great compounding pharmacies in the area that can customize those doses. The only tricky part that I've come across is the, the biggest factor is that Texas, it's kind of crazy here because we are either winter and cold or we have crazy air conditioning. And so that those hormones are based in an oil. And so that oil can get viscous. And when you are injecting in that subcutaneous tissue, it could sometimes hang out and create little bitty knots if that does not get dispersed throughout that subcutaneous tissue. So I usually recommend you either warm it up with your hands, set it in a cup of hot water, just to, so it's, it infuses easier. Okay, uh, let's see. So another question came in, does the timing of blood work matter when check, checking for hormonal imbalances, particularly in regards to the menstrual cycle? Actually, yes, it does matter because your hormones are changing throughout the cycle, but we try to look at your levels, you know, based on that time of the month, because there are ranges for that time, but probably the most ideal time to get them checked is around day 19, 20, somewhere in there. That's not always feasible. So once again, we look at symptoms where you are at, you know, if it was way off during that time frame, and you're having symptoms, then we're obviously going to treat and optimize you as much as possible. Sure, absolutely. Uh, let's see, are bioidentical hormones only available in pellet form or are pills available? There are lots of different, I don't know, Ebony, do you wanna take that one? 
Yes. So pellets are definitely not the only option. So we do not only pelleting, but also lots of creams. Um, the injections are an option. And then we have uh, little trochies or things that can dissolve in your mouth as well as a, an oral option. The only thing, there are estradiol pills that are commercially available. Um, I don't really like them because they get metabolized through the liver. And that liver is what rela releases clotting factors. Just like when women go on birth control pill, they ask about blood clots and women have had pulmonary embolisms and those sorts of things. So do we prescribe them to some patients? We do, but we try to encourage them to use one of the other, whether it's the patch that's commercially available um, or the trochee, because it gets more you know, sublingual, like Ebony mentioned, or the other things. So yes, but it does come in a pill, but it's not our favorite way to do it. There are many options. There are many um, options. Um, let's see. Another question is, would working on my pelvic floor help with bladder incontinence? Absolutely. I mean, depending on how bad your incontinence is, um, you know, the pelvic floor physical therapists are quite interesting. I mean, they even, the one that we work with, um, who is actually located in Capel, not far down the street, she looks at the visceral, you know, so everything that holds all your organs in place, she looks at your posture, um, you know, so kind of looking at it from all angles, whether it's hormones, it's structural uh, posture, it may help. Now, if it's crazy severe and you're peeing in your pants all the time, there's probably not a lot you're going to be able to do to fix that, right. to be honest. But if it's mild to moderate, absolutely. I think there's a lot of things that you can try before surgery. Sure. Makes sense. Um, okay. About uh, going in a different direction about Mona Lisa Touch, how quickly can I see results from my first Mona Lisa Touch appointment? You know, I've had a variety of experiences. Um, I mean, I've had some people come and get the first one and they were like, that's all I needed. And it was 100% better. Uh, I've had some that have taken all three sessions before they really felt the full effect. I've had a couple that we actually did four sessions on. Um, so it really just depends on how much atrophy and dysfunction that you have in that area and everything else going on. You know, your nutrients, um, hormone levels. I mean, there's just a lot that goes into that. And a lot of times too, you know, it is an emotional thing. I mean, sexual intercourse and that intimacy is often emotional. So, you know, if there's patients who have been in abusive situations or they're still in abusive situations, it doesn't matter what we do. You know, we can't, we have to consider the whole mind, body, spirit of every unique patient and sometimes dig into those hard places to you know, go, well, let's talk about really what's going on, you know, and oftentimes here the tears will come and then, you know, it's sex can be amazing, but it can also be very, very detrimental and harmful and to a lot of our patients for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yep. And I think that's a great question too, because I'm sure a lot of women are wondering, well, when can I get my mojo back? How quickly? I'm longing to have that intimacy with my partner. So that's that's wonderful to know that it really does vary. Um, and then it looks like one more came in. Uh, this is about the HCG diet. Is it for everyone? Can anyone do it? 
or would you discourage anyone from not doing it? You know, there are a few situations. Um, if a patient's had cancer or things before, you know, we're going to definitely take a look at that through a little different lens. Um, you know, we've had a lot of people who, not a lot, but we've had a couple HCG pregnancies, uh, which oftentimes they've been trying to lose weight and trying to get pregnant. And then that helps because HCG is actually uh, an infertility used in infertility treatment for men and women. So it really just depends. Um, you know, gout can be an issue. So there are a list of risk factors that we do kind of, you know, check through and look at each individual patient. We're not going to put everybody on a diet just because it's a diet. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, any other, any other questions, anything else maybe we didn't cover or answer or wasn't clear tonight? I know we went through a lot. Oh, here's one that just popped up. Do you treat men's hormonal health? Absolutely. Women, you know, when I worked in labor and delivery back in the day, women used to get these big fancy steak dinners after they had babies and the hospital marketing people, they looked at that as a marketing tool because they know that women make all the healthcare decisions and their first exposure to a healthcare system is often when you're having a baby. And so they learned that if they give women a great experience when they give birth, that they're going to bring their husbands back when they have heart attacks and whatever. And so at Livestream, it is so funny. We have more men that come in and I'll be like, what brought you in today? And they're like, I don't know, but my wife told me to come here. <laughs> my wife told me. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, well, are you having any issues? And oftentimes they're like, Nope, I feel fine. But then the wife will show up with the list of, you know, 20 jillion things. So we see that all the time. And yes, we do men hormones. We do pellets for men. For men, actually pellets is a great option because they don't have to be as balanced as a woman. They just need some good old fashioned testosterone and they're usually good to go most of the time. Very easier. But their pellets last six months because we can dose them high enough that can, can last six months. So it's only twice a year. They do get a lot more pellets than a woman though. So it is a little bit more invasive, but it's not too bad. We have some great numbing medicine. And then we also have a lot of men that do their sub Q injections themselves and they can also do the creams. That's great. So ladies, yep. husbands. it's a live stream. It's not just for women that need hormones too. Um, anything else, any other questions before we wrap up tonight? Anyone else? Oh, one just popped in. Is there an age that you should stop using hormones? I am 70 and still sexually active with one partner. You know, if you look at Suzanne Summers, that woman kind of brought bioidentical mm -hmm. hormones to the spotlight. And I don't know how old she is, but I think she's at least 75, 77, oh, yeah. 8. 78, yeah. Yeah, she's pretty crazy old. And I know she still does bioidentical hormones. She actually, I don't know if she's still trying to even have a cycle, which I'm like, why would you want a menstrual cycle? But, you know, she wants to just that. have it. <laughs> yeah. But she's journeyed through breast cancer, um, you know, and we have a few patients. We actually have some oncologists that have allowed those patients five, 10 years post breast cancer to get back on their hormones. Um, you know, we usually just try to work in conjunction with them to do that as safely as possible. But, um, yeah, so I don't think there is a 
age limit. I think it's a personal preference. And, um, you know, I remember my grandmother went to her grave on her hormones and I didn't really understand hormones because I was a kid, but they would say, you know, she would get in these weird, crazy moods and they'd say, have you had your shot? And she would go get her shot. And I remember her getting her shot forever. So, you know, I think a lot of women choose to do some type of hormone replacement throughout their lifespan. You know, some only get through the, the hardcore, you know, five years of craziness, but some people just feel so much better and they're able to function and enjoy their quality of life. So and we're living longer now too. So it makes sense. You want to feel longer for as, or right. for as long as possible. And I'll tell you, Suzanne Summers looks great. So we need to follow her. She looks pretty, she looks pretty good. Um, well, that's about all the time that we have this evening. I want to thank you both so much just for your time, your expertise on all of these important topics. Um, and also thank you to everyone who joined us tonight. Just so you know, we have a special promotion tonight for anyone who attended tonight's class. You can take 10% off the Mona Lisa Touch or 10% off a full year of pellet hormone therapy. That's four insertions total. Both of these are great ways to get started with rejuvenating your sexual health and um, more importantly, rebalancing your hormones. So if you're interested in either of those specials, they're exclusive to attendees tonight, please visit lifestreammed.com to schedule your appointment. I'll be emailing everyone tonight with their phone number, how to, how to schedule an appointment. So keep your eyes out for that. Also a recording of tonight's webinar will be sent to you tomorrow morning. Um, so if you missed anything, you can rewatch it again. Um, and then in the meantime, please visit us at formhealth.com. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you, Ebony. Thank you, Susan, so much. And have I was a gonna throw one other special in just because- Oh I yes, absolutely. We like more specials. <laughs> if you sign up for any of our weight loss programs to get swimsuit ready, for every week of weight loss that you do with us, whether it's the MoxyFit or HCG, I'll give you a free B12 shot every week of, that you pay for the weight loss. Fabulous. So you've got three great deals and I'll make sure to include that on the email as well. Three great deals to look and feel great. That's wonderful. Thank you ladies so much. Thank you to everyone. And I hope you have a wonderful evening. Take care. Bye-bye.